Welcome to Her Bro, His Sis, a podcast hosted by sibling ministers discussing topics of faith and family. Well, happy November. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, this is a season of of thanks, of joy. Uh, we're closing out this uh, final episode uh, of the year, uh, Spiritual Disciplines. And man, it's been such such a joy, um, as always, just to kind of, you know, as we finish out a, a series. Um, you know, we talked about spiritual disciplines. And so, you know, that's, you know, and, and our biggest thing, you know, our mantra has been maturity, right? You know, we're, we're talking to the family of God. And so, you know, we want to see, you know, people progress and, and mature in the Lord. And so as we've talked about these disciplines, these are things that we could practice regularly that, you know, add to our faith, right? Um, I'm actually doing a, a study um, apart from this that, you know, we were in Second Peter 1. And so, you know, that's our, our bread and butter, right? We talk about like, you know, adding to our faith. And so um, this is kind of one of those things, right? Where we talk about like, you know, we're in here that we're saved, you know, we're the family of God, but we want to see maturity in our lives. And so, you know, we've been kind of covering these little uh, things that I think, you know, can daily, you know, increase our, our maturity, our relationship with the Lord and, and with others. And so um, it's, it's just been a great season. You know, we started with prayer, you know, which was one that was just, um, you know, one of the most popular, right? But often, you know, underutilized. And, and now we're ending here today with submission. But just over this, uh, these last 11 months, um, you know, what have you seen? What have you, what have you experienced? What have you appreciated about just kind of being able to discuss the spiritual disciplines, whether it be testimonies with others or just, uh, what have you, what has been your, what has your year been like? I feel like the Lord, spirit of the Lord has really just been faithful in the sense that, um, I don't recall hearing about the disciplines as frequently beyond us talking about it, doing this podcast, as I have heard it outside of us throughout this year. I say that to say that um, God deposited the idea to do this for us, to us, like we didn't get it from anyone else, but yet at the same time, his spirit has spoken that to others that are actually having this same conversation and having this topic in their sermons or their devotions and things like that. So it's really awakened the importance of us to really practice these things and to grow in these areas. So for me, I feel like it's been awesome in the sense of, you know, reminding us of things that we are already doing for the most part. Like a lot of these disciplines that we've discussed, um, many of us are already doing these practices. Um, so, so for some of us, some things could have been new. But for the most part, we were doing a lot of them already. And just to go deeper in what we're already doing or trying to kind of start some new uh, routines or um, just trying different things. I just I felt like it's just been really, really awesome um, to see it in new ways, um, try fresh things, um, join others that were, you know, doing some of the disciplines and just hearing their experience with it and how it's just helped them. Um, to experience it and grow in their in their own journey with the discipline. So for me, it's just been beautiful. All right. Yeah. Well, for me, um, yeah, I've just enjoyed just the the beauty of um, just the simplicity of like bringing our faith to um, this level of maturity. Um, again, you know, like I said, we talk about maturity a lot, and so just just the the simplicity of you know you hear a lot of people say well how do I do this or how do I do that and I think this just brought just a breath of fresh air to well once you try this or you know consider have you considered these things and the things obviously they're in the word uh, but I think when you're able to kind of bring them out and expound on them a little bit people are just like oh, okay I didn't think of that or I didn't consider it this way so for me just being able to see the simplicity of these disciplines and um, helping people to realize that you know maturity is an act of your own will as well, you know, is it a desire of your heart to grow in the Lord? You know, again, we're, we're already in here, but you know, we want to increase and excel in, in these things. And so, um, for me, I've enjoyed just the ability to be able to kind of chat about these things and even remind myself of some things that, man, maybe I haven't considered this particular discipline as strongly as, as maybe some others. And, you know, how do I get back in, into the vein of, of some things? So, um, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it immensely as well. So, All right. Well, uh, today, like I said, we're going to get into to submission. Uh, 
<laughs> kind of a, an interesting one to, to end on um, and, and just excited about our conversation and where that, where that goes. But, uh, you know, we started with talking about prayer, like I said, and prayer is talking to God. Um, and so I, I kind of like that submission is almost like listening to God. Um, you know, we all want to hear God. We all want God to hear us when we're talking, but are we willing to listen to God when he's speaking? And so um, I think as we think about submission, that's really where I kind of want to kind of hang our head. I think we look at submission as just a negative word, um, but it's a discipline, which means there's some positive fruit to that. And so I uh, want to definitely just kind of bring that out as we talk about this and as we wrap it up. And definitely something to ponder, um, you know, over this season um, is just the, the art of, of submitting to the Lord. And um, even as we talk about some other areas and other relationships that we could submit to, I think that'll be great. But uh, let me just define submission and then kind of give you some some opening thoughts. But um, submission, um, as it's written in the in the Bible, it's a military term, meaning a lower rank or to rank under. Um, submission goes beyond salvation and moves to sanctification. So, um, you know, I've already said a few times, you know, it's kind of like, you know, we're already in here, but, you know, submission is one of those things where, you know, it moves to really the essence of your faith. Um, Alan Redpath says the essence of sin is arrogance. The essence of salvation is submission. So it's something that really takes sacrifice. It, it requires selflessness to realize that the world is bigger than you. And I think we sometimes have an agenda and we, we want to walk in that agenda, but in, in the body of Christ, uh, we know that we submit to the Lord. And so when we do so, um, we're recognizing that, um, you know, Christ's standard is, is the way that we should travel. Um, obviously we know Proverbs three, five and six, um, but I'll read six. It says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. So understanding that, that God has kind of charted the course for us, um, it's us submitting to that and beginning to operate um, with that kingdom mindset. So um, kind of just as you think about submission and, and you know, maybe submission in, in your own life and um, as you've seen it kind of played out in the body of Christ, um, what are kind of your opening thoughts on the topic of submission as a discipline? Let me just tell you that right now. <laughs> Um, so when I think of submission, I think about yielding and the word yield is a synonym of submission. And so, you know, I love diving deep into what the dictionary will tell us things are defined as and literally just the definition of yield ministers for itself. Like the, the farther you go, it just speaks the word to you. And so initially I'm thinking about um, yielding and in, in driving, having the right of way. When you yield, you're supposed to give somebody else the right of way. But when we're thinking about yielding in the spirit, like how often are we giving God the right of way? And it's, it's really important for us to understand that, like I mentioned in pretty much every other of the disciplines that we've discussed, submission is something we're already doing on a daily basis, but we're not thinking about the connotation of the spirit unless we have these types of conversations that now intentionally apply the spirit to it. So um, I just kind of want to share, like, as you are already saying, like submission, those definitions are great, but just adding the layer of yielding and how that deepens the submission definition. So what it means when you're yielding, it means you're giving your consent to abide by the rule or authority of someone else. So you're saying I give you that I'm gonna abide by the rule of someone else, which means that you are the authority here, I'm not, so whatever you say goes here. Yielding is to agree to allow someone or something else to regulate you. You, sorry. Um, the other thing that I thought about with this too is um, when in sports, wrestling in particular, you'll put someone in a submission hold. <clears throat> One of the, the actual definitions when um, you looked at this in the dictionary and it gives you like the definition and then it gives you using it in a sentence, right? So it talks about how yielding there's um, a, is a submission to a higher degree of surrender. That's what it said, yielding was. Submitting to a higher degree of surrender is full surrender. After resistance or conflict to the will or, of, or the control of someone else. And then their sentence, using it in a sentence was, a repentant sinner vowing to submit to the will of God. Oh. We're done. We're there. 
<laughs> they're saying that submitting the highest degree of su submitting the highest degree of surrender that's full surrender full surrender after you have resisted to the will or control of another so again in wrestling that example you are wrestling someone you have an opponent there which we should never see god as our opponent but we often will say we've wrestled with god right um but if you if God is having to wrestle you to submit, that means you've been resisting his authority. And so then that's where their final statement of a repentant sinner vowing to submit to the will of God. So that is my about yielding and surrendering all that together. Yeah. And, and those are such good words um, and, and good illustrations because Again, I think that we naturally think in, in that wrestling piece, we naturally think of submission as a negative, but surrendering to God is not negative, right? When you really think about what that submission does, I mean, we've already made the decision to submit our hearts to him I mean, if we're saved. So now to say that I've surrendered my life to Christ, or I've committed my life to Christ, but not submit like how do you commit without submitting you know what i mean and so like what type of lifestyle is that if you're not submitting but you've committed you know what I mean? like, so just all of those words that you said like yield consent like you're giving god the right of way like i love that that analogy because like when you said right away immediately my mind went to like I'm giving you the right of way. Like you have the right way. Even though I felt like I was in the right, like it was probably my turn to go, but I'm gonna let you do it. Like, <laughs> like you're basically saying, even though what I think might be wise or, and let's talk even just regular relationship, like you're willing to submit that to somebody else and say, I'm gonna let you have this, you know? So I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna give you a first importance or first place. So, um, that's what I like about, you know, saying like a lower rank or, or to rank under, um, in the military sense, because like, I would never want to be under somebody. Like if, if you can give me a higher class, like I'm gonna take the higher class. Right. But to, to, to voluntarily say like, I'm going to like fall below what I could be, you know what I mean? especially when, you know, you could be something right. Like you could be a manager, you could be in charge, but you're like, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and just like fall back. Um, like that speaks to a level of humility that most people naturally speaking don't possess. So when you think about these negative if you will, connotations of like, okay, I'm consenting to you. I'm going to submit to you. I'm going to surrender to you. Like it sounds on the surface naturally negatively, but you're actually consenting with such a, a heart and mind of just like, I'm giving this to you. I could do it. It could go a whole lot of different ways, but the fact that I'm willing to submit in my heart means that you're going to operate with a different character in your surrendering. So it's not just like, okay, man, just go and do whatever you want. Like, it's all good. Like you are going to come with such a heart and an attitude of like, no, I value you. So therefore I'm going to let you do this. And whether that's in your relationship with the Lord or your relationship with other people. So I love the words that you used because again, we might hear those words and like, I'm not giving somebody consent. Like I'm not signing my life away, but that's exactly what we did when we signed up with the Lord, right? It's like, Lord, we're, we're giving you, like we said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will. So if we say that, it's so funny how we find certain levels that we're like, Lord, I'm not giving you that one. Like, Lord, I, I can't. Like, we're going to let our will shine in this one. So actually one of the things, and, and I'll go ahead and go into the first point because uh, we're going to talk about three levels of submission. Um, submission to God, submission to the church, and submission to our spouse. And I think those are three things that the Lord talks about submission in, in, in the word. But when we talk about submitting to God, um, you know, one of the questions that I had is in your life, we talk about, you know, it, submission meaning a lower rank or to rank under, do you outrank God? Wow. Like that's something to honestly consider. You know what I mean? Like if we're saying God, like you are my Lord, which means like you're in charge of me, <laughs> right? That's what Lord means, right? Like we're okay with God being savior, but when it comes to God being Lord, like there's things that he's going to have to be like, Hey, like I'm opening this closet door and you're taking those things out of it. Like, are we submitting to the headship of Christ in those things that are our agenda? Right. And, and that's, you know, we all have our own, whatever that situation is, fill in the blank of whatever it is that you're outranking God in, but are we willing to surrender that to God when, when the Lord reveals it to us? And that's the beauty and the essence of the Holy Spirit, right? Is as we mature in Christ, you know, he's going to reveal those things. We're going to become more like him, right? In Romans, uh, are we willing to conform to the image of his son when we find those things or we're just like, 
It's really not that big of a deal. Like, I'm going to church every week. I'm worshiping. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And we can look 80% Christian, <laughs> but that 20% is like, I don't necessarily need to submit all that because you're getting the majority. He didn't ask for the majority. He said all. Like, I, I believe, you know, the great that. commandment was, yeah, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So, and I, and I love how certain, um, and I might have mentioned this a couple couple months ago, but when you talk about the great commandment, there's some Bibles that actually don't say strength. Like they just say, love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind. I love the, the, the versions that say strength because to me that says like, I have to actually give up my strength to love you with all these, with all these other faculties. Right. <laughs> like, cause there's parts of me where it's just like, I'm not really feeling that one Lord. like, I don't want to be nice at this particular moment. I want to flash on this person. Like I want to do this. I want to do, I want to be in my flesh. Right. But when the Bible says, love the Lord, your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, that means even when I feel like being fleshly, I have to submit that flesh, right? Because there's never a part of me that gets to be right when I have to outline that to the Lord. So I think that we sometimes justify those patterns of behavior and don't realize that we have to love the Lord our God with all of our strength as well. And so even when we feel like it felt good at the moment or it was just a momentary situation, it's not the big deal. Like it's a big deal to God. And when we don't submit our mind to realize that, that it was a big deal to God and we think it's okay, what are we telling ourselves? Right? So, you know, the Bible says the heart is deceitful. So when I think about submitting to the Lord, it's like, it's those little things that we think, okay, like I submit to like, I'll, I'll give you my Sunday, Lord. Like, okay, but are you gonna give me your Thursday evening? You know what I'm saying? Like when you feel like you want to wild out and watch this, this, you know, particular, you know, episode or, or read this, this novel that's, you know, sensual or whatever the case, like, are you giving God those moments? Like we can give God the, the, the blanket ones that everybody sees. Like, oh, I saw you on Wednesday, brother. I saw you on Sunday morning, brother. Yeah. Okay. You're expecting that. But what about the times when ain't nobody expecting you to be like Christ? And it's like, were you like Christ right then? You know what I mean? So that's when I think about submission, it's that heart of like, Lord, I'm giving you, even when I feel like I could be myself right now, like I ain't in church, I ain't around other believers. I don't really feel like I need to be that guy right now. Like, am I willing to submit at that moment in time? And that's where I think the rubber meets the road when we talk about maturity and submitting ourselves to Christ. Um, that's where it goes. Your thoughts on that? So that, that is really powerful. Um, there's a couple things that I wanted to say. First of all, um, the element of trust goes with that part of humility that you were talking about earlier. Um, in order to allow yourself to necessarily be under someone else's um, authority, if you will. So there are times, and I know you're going to get into it as we continue on, but there are times that, um, you know, under the authority of someone that we don't have a relationship with, but yet we are still expected to be under the authority of them and submit because God said so. Um, at the end of the day, you encompass it all by saying trust in the Lord with all of your and lean not to your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So therefore, any time that submission is necessary, um, any time that you are working at a job, you just started, okay, so you don't have a relationship with the boss that just hired you, so therefore you are expected to submit to the authority of that person because they are the boss and you are not. Um, God is the one who blessed you with that mm -hmm. job, therefore you are submitting to God and the authority that he put over you. So in that sense, you don't necessarily trust them, you trust the Lord and you're being obedient to God. So we have to really just like understand that trusting the Lord is part of the submission piece, knowing that anytime we submit, it doesn't matter how we feel, we're trusting God with our obedience, period. Um, the other thing I wanted to say too, you were mentioning the part about like loving God with all of our strength. And then he says that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. So we give him all that we have and all the energy all the vigor that we have. And when we run out, his strength is made perfect with our weakness. So love, even when we talk about loving, um, you know, everyone in our vicinity, right? So it's easy to yeah. love people that you like. It's easy to love people that are easy to love, but it's harder and we don't have the funds to love the people who are difficult and stuff like that. So again, in those senses, we're loving even people that we do like, you know, spouses, friends, somebody, children can get on your nerves or whatever the case is. And you might feel like you're running on E with them sometimes. But the point is, when you run out of your own resource, that's when you tap into the resource of God. So when you are not strong, then he is. Um, yeah. And then 
other the final thing I want to attach to this too is that I kind of felt like towards the end as you were talking another element to the submission part is even sacrifice because um we do naturally have to submit no matter what no matter how we feel um but the part of the struggle is when people want to take the lead and be in control and feel like they know what's right all the time. The issue is we don't know what's right less than half of the time, but yet we always yeah. want to do something. So it's like, you know, that whole sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice component, we have to offer our life up as that living sacrifice. Our obedience is a sacrifice as well. And so submitting to God, we have to understand that our bodies is the living sacrifice, our obedience is a sacrifice unto God. And just trusting that, hey, you don't know, he does know. And I know you want him to tell you so that you can know before you do it, but you still have to just trust God and do it before you know everything because you know what he wants you to do, which is the right thing regardless. So I just want to add all those elements because I definitely was just taking notes as you were saying that. But those are the thoughts that were coming to me as you were talking. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, I have this quote here by A.W. Tozer, um, and it says, the reason why many are still troubled, still seeking, still making little forward progress is because they haven't yet come to the end of themselves. We're still trying to give orders and interfering with God's work within us. So kind of just as you, you were talking about trust is that, you know, we have to let God take the reins. Um, you know, it's so easy for us to, you know, I think about speeding, right? Like, why do we speed? <laughs> like the rule is there, like, don't go more than this particular amount of miles per hour, right? Why do we do it? Like if we were to get pulled over and like, okay, why are we speeding? Like, I just thought that was too slow. Like, so we're already, we're looking at the rule and we're saying, I don't I like the rule. With, I'm right. going to change the rule. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's not, this, so it, it again goes back to control. Like you want to control the narrative. And so we do things naturally because we think that we know better. And so not trusting that that rule was set in place because what happens if you don't slow down and, and, you, and it is a curve, like, your pro your car is going to do something that even though you think you're in control, your car is not going to be in control because you were going at this particular rate of speed as opposed to the documented speed for that safety purpose. So we have to trust that the Lord has things in place for our own good that we may not even see. And so thinking that we know it all, like, well, I'm just going to do this because like, this is what I know. And you talked about even like being in our own strength, like we'll do things up into our own natural capacity. And then it's like, oh, like, what do I do next? And it's like, so then you're scrambling to find something to do where it's like, the Lord has a plan. The Lord has a way that if you follow that plan, like the, the Lord has considered whatever it is that you're going to think <laughs> is the yeah. next move. Like it's already documented. Yeah. <laughs> if you just do it his way. Um, yet we find these natural ways of like, we keep hitting. And I love this quote, like we're still troubled. We're still seeking because we're not seeking him. Like if you look at him, the Bible says, you know, I look unto the hills from where it comes my help. Like if you ain't looking to him, you ain't getting no help. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's a bandaid. It's temporary. It's, it's not going to do anything. And you might think you're getting ahead, but unless you're doing it as unto the Lord, you're not going to get anywhere. You know, you're going to continue to, to be on this repetitive cycle of, of mediocrity where you're not going to see the fruit that is to be yielded because you're not giving God the glory in what you're doing. So, um, I love how you talked about trust because at the end of the day, like that's really where it comes down to is, are you letting God lead or are we leading at the end of the day? And so if we're not submitting to him, um, we're probably going to end up submitting to the enemy at the end of the day, whether it's our own selves, which is going to end up becoming sin, right. And, and birthing sin, like it says in James, or we're going to actually give our heart to the Lord. So, um, no, I, I love how, how you brought that out. So though before you move to the next point really quickly um because you just brought up a point that even the word yield um continues to um dig deeper that definition of just really quick it says to bear fruit as a natural product as a result of cultivation to produce a return from your investment to give mm -hmm. up and hand over possession to surrender to the physical control of another to render as rightfully owed or required to give away to give way to someone that you can no longer resist so mm. 
that part about bearing fruit, it just brought it back to me from James or John chapter 15 about, um, you know, we are, he is the vine and we're the branches and without him, we can do nothing. And right before that, it talked about how you bear fruit. So you can't, all of this is not possible without us yielding and mm-hmm. surrendering Yeah. Okay. So since you brought up John 15, <laughs> <laughs> I like to piggyback on that all the time too, because, you know, we we have no problem bearing fruit. Like we want to bear fruit, right? Um, the Lord says that, you know, he will prune you so that you bear more fruit. So he's in the business of producing fruit. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the business of just being in the vine. So he says, I have to prune you, which means you're going to have to submit to the pruning so that you could be even more effective than you are. Because most of us are just like, hey, I'm cool with like the little three apples. Like, I'm seeing something, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm here. Whatever you want to give me, I'm good. But he's like, no, like, I have more for you. But even though we always desire more and we're claiming like, Lord, give me more, give me more, give me more. Like, we don't understand the process of getting more actually hurts. And so we don't want to go through that. But submission says to us, like, when you do this, you actually get more of me and more of you. (laughs) So submitting allows you to actually get that when you realize that that's actually the process. So the more you walk towards God, you're realizing like, oh, like, I don't really like how this feels. But again, it goes back to the trust, like trusting the Lord with all your heart and lean out on your own understanding. Like you're looking at it as a trial and it's difficult and it's ugly. You don't have no idea what the Lord is doing through all of that. And that's Romans 8.28, right? So, like, when you start to see, and like you say all the time, like, if you just read the word and you're committed to the word, you'll have so much more peace in submitting because you realize, like, it's a process. Like, it's beyond me. Lord, I don't understand it all the time, but I trust you. It makes it so much easier to submit when you understand, like, okay, I don't have to know all of it, but I'm with you. So, Stop bringing up those, those, uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness. Oh, that was wonderful. Wow. All right. So I do have one for extra. Um, so all my points started with the same letter. This one doesn't, but it does require submission because it's in the word. So I'm a, I'm at it. So my three points are submit to the savior, submit to the saints and submit to the spouse. Uh, but I'm going to sneak this one in there under submit to the savior. Um, and that's submit to the authorities. And you kind of already hinted at it a little bit about, you know, submitting to, you know, certain people that, you know, you knew at a job or what have you. Um, we talked about speeding. So, you know, submitting to the law, but, uh, Romans 13, one and two just says, let every person be subject to the governing authorities for there's no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed and those who resist will incur judgment. So we've all experienced and seen bad leadership, right? Like we have been under, whether it's, you know, a parent that, you know, was not doing their part well, or, you know, the government, we don't necessarily like who's in charge or, you know, at work, you know, we have some, uh, a, a boss that's just not, not a great leader. Like we've all been a part of that in some capacity. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that because they're a bad leader that we don't get to submit. Like we've seen tons of examples in the Bible that where, you know, folks like David and Moses and Daniel, like they've suffered under harsh authority, yet they still submitted, right? David could have killed Saul and he's like, man, like I had you, bro. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we've seen, you know, like, you know, Joseph was thrown in prison, you know, for, for no reason. You know, we've seen Daniel thrown in the lion's den for honoring the Lord, right? Um, and yet we see God's faithfulness because of him being one to honor the Lord. So, um, just to say to this, like, there's a way for you to, to honor authority without necessarily being obedient to every piece of authority that is, that trumps God. So our responsibility first is to honor the Lord. We honor authority by honoring God. Right. But yet when we see that there's authority that doesn't honor the Lord, we are not being unsubmissive by not doing certain things that trump what the Lord would say for us, if that makes sense. So uh, your thoughts to that? I mean, you said it exactly as I would have put it, you know. Um, so I don't really want to add to that. That's just awesome. We're not always in charge, though. So I, I, I do want to add the fact that we can't have everyone that wants to run the show all the time. But the best leaders are um, even greater followers. They know how to do mm. And so if you know how to defer, then you also know how to discern when you're following the Lord above what, like what you're saying is um, they're telling you something that's against what God would have you to do. So, 
Man. And and that's that's a good point um, that about the following piece because if you're following the Lord as you're following bad leadership, if you look at all the examples of people in the Bible that had to deal with that, they either became leaders <laughs> after submitting to the Lord, or the Lord taught them what it meant to be patient and still and still going back to what you said on the first point, like having the trust that if you choose to just rebel simply because you don't like what's being said you're still not going to honor the Lord and what you're supposed to do, because what would you want that person to do if you were in their shoes? Right? So like, let's say that you were bad at what, at some point in time and someone was following you, you would want the grace to be able to get it right. So thinking about the things that we do, like, do we pray for the president when we think like, man, that was a, a terrible law that they created. Or are we just like, man, get this guy out of here. Like it's, it's the heart behind everything that we do. So not to say that you have to, do what the law necessarily requires in that respect. So it's like, okay, like we, we don't believe in abortion, right? So we're not going to go out and, and have an abortion per se, even though we know that's a law. But do we understand that when those things are being made and those minds are, are being had, like, are we willing to say, okay, Lord, like work in this person's heart, like help them to, because just us complaining ain't going to change the law. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, But us being able to pray and to do the things that are submitting unto the Lord, that's when we can see the fruit of change if we're willing to go that route. So, Again, the submission doesn't have to do with the fact that it's like, all right, man, I'm just going to let you do you. But it's who are we when we submit? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what do we become when we choose to have the right heart? And how does that then change the other person? Yeah, because, I mean, just really quick with that. So Colossians, where it talks about doing all things for the glory of God, that's exactly what you're saying, you know, is can, how can I glorify God in what I'm going through? even under this bad situation, this bad leadership, this whatever situation. And then on top of that, again, he he's commanded us to pray for those in authoritative positions. We're supposed to pray for our leaders. We're supposed to pray for all men, period. That's what he says. So are we praying about the situation? Are we praying for those individuals? Um, he says he holds the king's heart in his hands and he's the one that turns it whichsoever way he decides he wants to. So while you're doing that, how can we be praying, you know, creatively taking us all the way back to discipline number one? You know, we don't have to say the same, you know, deliver me, deliver me, deliver me from Pharaoh. We can pray multiple types of, of prayers while we're still there. I mean, do you think they prayed the same exact? Well, maybe they could. Some of them, you don't know all the people. But for 400 years, these people are in bondage to Pharaoh. Do you think that somebody that knew how to pray could pray something different over the course of 400 years? Yeah, so your prayers are going to have to change and be different in order to help you submit because just because you pray about someone or about a thing doesn't mean that your thing or that person is going to change. And I do believe, um, if it wasn't the last episode, I recently did say that that's part of um, the thing that we need to pray about is for ourselves in the midst of something. So even if God doesn't take you out of that situation or he doesn't change the person or take that person away, what can you do for me? in me through me to help me to glorify you in this situation how can you help me to obey you because the bible says that it is your spirit that helps me that gives me the, the desire and the ability to do of your good pleasure. so help me right now god to submit to you help me to obey you in this hard situation so those are all the things that just started coming to me as you were saying those last final things there yeah, and it goes right back to John 15, right? It's like when you can pray that prayer, that prayer makes the pruning possible, <laughs> right? Because you're willing to then say, like, I need to submit. Because it's easy to just rebel. I'm like, no, nah, I, ain't, I ain't serving that dude. Like, he crazy. But it's like, no. What if you said, like, no, Lord, like, I'm supposed to serve that dude. Yeah. Help me to not flash back when they're doing what they're doing. Because Look here. <laughs> you know, in here, you know what's going down. Like, help me to out here. So, that changes the course of, of, of who we're supposed to be, right? Is how can the Lord strengthen us to, to go back into that situation? Because what is it? We're a bunch of, of, of Christian punks, right? Like if we're just walking around, like we can't handle anything difficult because we're not wanting right. to submit to God. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to get to the place where we're growing, right? And and again, this podcast was, was I think, formed with maturity in mind, right? Like we're speaking to people who know the Lord. So because you know the Lord, we're going to tell you like yeah. – submission helps you to grow stronger in the Lord. We're just going to put it out there, right? Like yeah. we can easily say, like you said, like deliver me, deliver me, deliver me. How many people prayed for Pharaoh? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's be real. Like, if that's where we're going, like, yes. again, like, how many people want to oust the president? I don't hear many people speaking about who the pre- whether it's the president now or the president you didn't like ten years ago or yes. last, you know, term, whatever the case is. Like, how many times do you pray for the person you don't like? Does the Bible say pray for those who despitefully, you know, use you and persecute you? And not to say the president is persecuting you personally, but we're so quick to, to do it our way as we'll complain, we'll bash somebody, we'll do all these, we'll cancel folks. Ain't never said a prayer about anybody, but had, again, if that was us, Lord, give me mercy, grant me peace, like, you know, forgive me. But we ain't want to give that, none of that to nobody else, right? So it's like, how are we going to ever get to the place where we see fruit if we do the very same things when we don't like something, right? Like, Christians are the biggest cancel culture, right? Because we're like, oh, that ain't that ain't of the Lord. So, okay, we just going to just let that go. Like, pray. You know what I'm saying? Like, look how many examples we have where stuff was violent in the Bible. And yet people endured. People went through. Like, Joseph should have been done, left the house. And he was like, look, <laughs> this is where I'm supposed to be. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't do it, but I'm here. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> and the Lord elevated him. So it's like, we yeah. have to understand, like, we can't just walk away from And we can be walking away from purpose because of the fact yeah. that we don't want to do the hard thing. You know what I mean? So I know that ain't really that ain't where we at, but I'm just saying one last thing though, because this this seals the portion of what we talked about praying for people and praying for situations. If you need help of what to say because you don't feel like you have content, find what David said in Psalms and pray his mm-hmm. prayer. Because David prayed about all the stuff that we're talking about right now, and you can basically rewrite his prayers for yourself about those situations. Oh Period. Man, so. he had a bad spouse. He had a bad leader. He had bad children. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, they he was like, bad. No, like, it was all the way. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, if you need help with yet, some prayers, that's the practical application. Find what David said oh in the song. Pray his prayers. Man. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a whole another episode right there. Because, yeah, that's, that's fruit right there. Indeed. All right. Point number two. <laughs> Uh, submit to the saints. So, um, Ephesians five, nineteen through 21. And it just says this, it says, uh, speaking to one another in Psalms and hymns and spiritual Psalms, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the father and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. So we probably get with 19 and 20, right? We can speak to one another in Psalms and spiritual songs. We can give thanks, like loving my brother, but then that submission piece, like, what does that look like? So um, when I think about submitting to the saints, I think it always points me back to Romans. How it says, you know, consider others above yourself. Like, why do we submit to the saints? I think of that as what is the goal of the church? Right. If the goal of the, like God's glory is to be evident in the church, right? We're, we're to be unified. I, immediately my mind points me back to Ephesians 4, like the unity of the faith. There's things in our, in our, our lives and we're all in, in different phases, different seasons, all of that. But I, I think about the fact that the church is the greatest representation of Christ himself. And if we can't submit ourselves to the greater good, what representation of Christ is that when we can't do that? So I always think about that. Um, there's a, a great story in Romans 14 that talks about, you know, us eating meat that other people might think is unholy. And uh, this is Romans 14, 15. And then verse 19, it says, for if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love, but what you eat, do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. So then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Like the two things that point out to me is like, we would be thinking about, oh, like it's just a piece of meat, bro. Like relax. But the things that really stick out to me is in verse 15, it says, you are no longer walking in love. And then verse 19, it says, let us pursue what makes for peace and mutual upbuilding. So the goal is love and peace, (laughs) not the meat. You know what I'm saying? And we focus so much on the stuff and we don't realize that what our actions do when we don't submit. And so um, it doesn't say anywhere in this passage, like you can't eat meat. It says, do it what what allows you to walk in love and what makes for peace. So if you need to wait till that brother leaves to, to warm that piece of meat up, then you go ahead and do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but while he's there, like you have to think about what am I doing that that relates to peace and mutual upbuilding. So our submission is for the greater good of building the kingdom of God, not 
our own personal agenda. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say to that? Reference that if or two, because that's the first thing I thought about. Um, and I just love how, you know, you talked about the peace and the love, but the love and edification is what I kind of pulled from Ephesians 4, because it talks about how the, the different gifts of the body were for the perfecting of the saints and the edification of, you know, the church as well. And then when you keep going down, it says speaking the truth in love, verse um, 15 um, may grow up in him in all things. Okay. Okay. And then verse 16, it says, um, from the whole body fitly joined together, edifying itself in love. So again, just submitting as we're supposed to, even if you want to look at these authorities of the ranks of positions or roles of positions of the pastors, um, evangelists, the teachers, all that kind of thing, you submit to pastor pastoral leadership you submit to teachers in schools um so just that whole layer of understanding that they're there to help you and it's for building you up so that you can grow and become mature and it's also to be done in love so again like we say these things even as we share with you guys and with each other um jokingly and laughs and stuff because it's funny but at the same time, we're straight up serious, too. And this is love. You know, um, God speaks the truth to us and he speaks it in love. It doesn't have to be um, a negative connotation just because you're getting the truth. And a lot of times people think that just because you're giving them correction or you're giving them truth or you're giving them doctrine or whatever the case is, um, anything that's unfavorable automatically is associated with negativity, with um it has to be um, harsh delivery thunder and lightning that kind of stuff fire and brimstone but that's not the case like it can come smooth it can be quick and powerful but no one's playing with you at the end of the day <laughs> i mean it's just like you're yeah. a parent you know you have two awesome children who um you know they know that you're not playing with them and just because you don't have to raise your voice and go off on them and you know thunder from heaven they know that not to play with you. They know that you're serious when you say something, right? So it's the same thing. Like you speak the truth in love. And so um, just understanding that edification and love, it's, it's, that's the whole thing that we're talking about here. And so we should be willing to yield to one another as is necessary um, as we navigate. Because again, like it just ties into the last thing that we were talking about with authorities that you're not always in charge. So you can't go to church or any other fellowship of or gathering of saints and think you run everything like you're not in control here (laughs) there's order and god is a god of order so at the end of the day we have to understand that too yeah and and that's a good point about you know it's not about us because when we think about what makes for peace and, and mutual edification like do we realize that every saint is just as equal as us Exactly. or do we feel like we've arrived to a certain status, especially like when you have, you know, vet saints versus, you know, some who are just new in the world. Like sometimes we'd be playing that vet card, like, like we run things or like, we know the word. And so it's like, I'm gonna let you know about the word and you don't know nothing yet. And it's like, we have to understand that. Like, what is the goal? Right? Like just because we are at different levels doesn't necessarily mean that we're at different statuses. And, and we have to remember that because our submission like I, I love hanging around younger saints because it actually encourages me a lot of times. And, and when you think about like spiritual disciplines, like they're on the, the beginning of like understanding, like, man, if I do these practices, like I'm a growing Christ. So like being around them, like, you know what I'm saying? Like they actually will, will remind you of some stuff where it's like, and they're getting revelation of things where it's like, man, like this is new to me and this is great. And this is wonderful. And man, God is good. And like, we hear that testimony so fresh. And, it, and it's inspiring and, it, and it's passionate and, it, and it's great. And then you got vet saints that are just like, they, they hit a ceiling sometimes. It's like, man, y'all cool to be around because like you've kind of graduated from some things, but you're not maturing past. And so sometimes we need to be around those younger saints, but we treat them sometimes like we're better, but we have different levels of things that like they need us and we need them. And it's like, we don't understand that sometimes. And so when we submit, it's not always necessarily just like, I'm going to just let you be young and mature and, and I get to be, you know, old and, 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 you know, cut off or, or set in my ways, whatever the case is. Like we all need each other for different reasons. And if we can realize what that does um, and why we need each other, 
um, I think we would actually be able to, to bear much fruit and understanding what our purposes are in the kingdom of God um, towards one another and what that submission actually does for the body of Christ and for those looking in um, in the body of Christ. To eliminate egos when you can put yourself just on a level playing field and just understand that, like, in this example, too, of just being in a room, let's just say, like, there's just nothing but pastors in the room. What I just said was, you're not always in charge. So even if you are a pastor, you're not a pastor. You're not the pastor today. You know. So even the pastor has a pastor. Every leader has a leader. You know, like you don't run everything. So at the end of the day, like you can't be in a room with, you know, other leaders and think that you just need to flex who you are and how great your leadership is or how great your leadership is. Like, no, it's not about that, you know. So just, I feel like eliminating ego when it comes to this too, it's like that whole humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due time. Like, you know, you don't always have to say who you are. Like the spirit is going to manifest who you are as necessary, you know, if it's necessary. Who you are doesn't even matter. It's who God is and what he wants being done. So that's what I think sometimes people just, you know, they're so caught up in position and their role. Like, but then that's a heart situation that, and another thing of the whole disciplines, too, is a continual examination of your heart. That's part of the pruning process. That's part of, like, why we do these things to see, like, even as I'm saying about, let's look at David's prayers. He asked the Lord, you know, he said, search me, seek me, look inside of me and know my heart. See if there be any wicked thing in me. Those are prayers we should be asking God to search my heart. See if there's any wickedness in me. Like, don't just say that once and then never again. Like, we should be praying that continual prayer because... You just never know what could try to enter in or, you know, you just never want to be that person that lets certain things rise up within you. And so ego is one of those things that you don't want to to be a reason why you won't submit. Because if you think about it, I mean, ego, it can be associated with the devil and how he felt like he could be like God. You know, that's a whole thing that we don't want to try to be like God in the sense that we're equal to him. We'll never be equal to him. And we shouldn't want to be equal to him. He made us in his image, but he is definitely above us. We definitely rank beneath him. So he has to increase. We must decrease. Like these are things that we've said before, but we got to put all this stuff together to make sure that we keep ourselves at the level that we should be. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I haven't read a scripture yet where the Lord submitted to us. So. All right. So last one is uh, submit to your spouse um, and just keep it in Ephesians uh, 22 to 23. And I won't read the whole thing, but um, obviously we know the whole, you know, you know, wives submit to your husbands, all of that. Um, and what I love about this particular one is um, and, and I kind of want to pivot a little different on this one is that, again, it's relational, just like submitting to the saints. Why it's important in this respect as well is the Lord actually has designed marriage for what the church looks like. And so as we submit to the Lord, um, that same relationship with husband and wives is actually the same, um, is the mystery of the church. And so I think when we, when we don't do, when we don't submit relationally, it always has to do with what our relationship looks like with the Lord. Right. Um, and let me just read something real quick. Um, this is verse 33. Um, it says, nevertheless, each individual among you also is to love his own wife, even as himself and the wife must see to it that she respects her husband. So when we submit and and when the Lord says that this is almost as, as a mirror or a picture of the church, if we're not doing something, immediately we can point to like, what is our relationship with the Lord looks like? Because if the Lord has commanded us to submit, just as whether we're submitting to the Lord, submitting to other members of the church or our spouse, if it involves surrender, what is it that we're not doing or what is what is the reason as to why we wouldn't do something that the Lord has commanded us to do relationally when that is the, the closest representation of Christ and the church? Uh, so, again, I think when we look at this passage, typically um, we've seen it used um, out of context or, oh, you need to submit, you need to do this and that. That's not really the context of the passage. The context of the passage is understanding how marriage represents the church what the husband is supposed to do in representing Christ in his home, and then subsequently what the wife would be doing. So when I think about this, um, 
my question always becomes like, you can look at marital, marital problems and say, what is it that you're not doing in order to see the results that you're, you're not seeing? So as you think about that, and as you think about it, even in, in connection to the other points of submission, uh, we try to kind of put this one way off over here when it's really the same, like just as I would submit to authorities, right? It's the same here, but I think we almost just, I think we don't understand our roles well enough to understand submission in this particular vein because we still try to do our own way and that's why we see the problems that we see in marriages and why there's such an attack on marriages i believe is because this is the representation of christ in the church and so when we don't do this well i think it allows the enemy to then really just kind of jump in there and really kind of divert the entire plan of god through families and through the church so kind of your thoughts as you think about that the attack the just the the whole point of submission um, what are your thoughts on that I love this verse because the very um, same parallel scripture can be found in Colossians chapter 3. And oh. when you read Colossians chapter 3, I feel like it's the predecessor just fitting for where this is situated in the text. So when you read Colossians 3, starting at verse 1, it talks about putting on the new self. So the focus is on you as the new person, Christ, oh. right? So if you are this new person, because it says, therefore, if you have been. So it's now, like yes. you said, we're talking to saved people. We're talking to family who've already believed and we're on this journey of faith. So if you have, then these things, you need to keep seeking the Lord and the things that are above. Set your mind on these things. And so it kind of gives you everything that we're talking about. Like, this is the key. This is the game plan. Like, this is everything you need to get yourself together. Colossians chapter three. He's saying, OK, if you have been raised with Christ, then do these things. Set your mind on these things, do this and that. Then after you set your mind on these things, then you need to put to death these things in your life. So first of all, get your mindset on what you need to do in heavenly things. Then start mortifying the deeds of your members on earth. And it goes down the line about your desires, your instincts, your lust, the different types of idolatry, which replaces your devotion to God and simple things, all the stuff. Then it talked about being renewed in the spirit of your mind. And then it says, as God's chosen people, you're now holy, you're set apart, put on these things. So it tells you what to put off, what to put on. And then once you've done all those things, here we come talking about wives being subject to your husbands. So I want to read this part because you already read it, but in Amplified in this, in this chapter, I love what it kind of adds to the topic that we're talking about. Wives, be subject to your own husbands, AKA submit or yield to the authority of your husbands out of respect for their position as protector and their accountability to God as is proper and fitting in the Lord. Husbands love your wives with an affectionate, sympathetic, selfless love that always seeks the best for them and do not be embittered or resentful toward them because of the responsibilities of marriage. What else needs to be said? <laughs> Addressing yourself first as an individual, doing all these things in a consistent, and again, once you do this, you're constantly needing to reset your mind and keep fixing your mind on things above. You're also going to have to choose to daily mortify the deeds of your member. And then also the same way Ephesians chapter six talks about us putting on the full armor of God, we also have to choose to continue to put on hearts of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, walking in the fruit of the spirit, like Galatians chapter five tells us to do. So these are things that we still have to do on a daily basis. It's not just a one time, like we said, yes, we read this, we agreed, boom, just as submission and yielding is an agreement um, with the authority of someone else, whether we like it or not, this is also an agreement in a, in a mental conscious decision that you have to make. So that's what I have to say to this. Yeah, no, I, I love that, uh, that version that you just read, because when you say it's about you first, you could go to any counseling session that involves two people and immediately it's going to go like this. Right. <laughs> and I love how it, it kind of like summarizes and, and how I, I love how Ephesians says that this is a picture of the church. Um, but how Colossians breaks this down because it says, um, says exactly the same thing, right? But uh, verse 18 says, wives, be subject to your husbands, right? So that's the command. But then it says, as is fitting in the Lord. 
and then husbands love your wives, which is a command and do not be embittered against them. So there's a command, but then there's a response and the response is usually what doesn't allow us to do the command, which is why we fail and why we're doing this because we're not, we're pointing at the other person because they didn't do something. And so then we point and say, well, I don't have to be respectful. I don't have to love because they did X, Y, and Z when it's like, well, if you're submitting or doing everything as unto the Lord, which five verses later says Colossians 3.23, right? So if we're doing everything as unto the Lord, it doesn't matter what they did. You're doing it as unto the Lord. So when you, you submit first to God, and again, just back to the authorities, like we don't necessarily have to love everything that they do. But when we submit, it allows them to have the spirit of like, and especially when we both have the same foundation, like if you're a married couple or if you're two saints and you're like, we both have this, like there should never be any problem under the sun that you can't come back to this and be like, okay, like if we're both doing this, like forgiveness, grace, mercy, love, kindness should be super easy because we're both going back to this and we're both going to act right. You're not acting right because you're not up, up, operating according to scripture. So if you could just act right, <laughs> and again, thinking about yourself first, just act right. That should solve like 95% of the issue. If it's still an issue, the other person might not be acting right, but it's like, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to let you get your act right. Right. But if we're not and doing this, like, there's, there's not even a conversation. <laughs> exactly. Right. So like we can like look at at a hundred percent of our problems and realize, okay, like what part of me is not submitting to Christ? Number one, if we could have every argument with that was okay, well, how am I not submitting to Christ? Okay. How are you not submitting to Christ? Okay. How do we both submit to Christ and get over this? But it's always about our agenda. So it's like, I don't like yeah. when you did that. Okay. Like, even though it's in the package of like, if we could have read, okay, Colossians three twenty three says, blah, blah, blah. Like that's where you failed. But when, as soon as we say you didn't do this to me, then it's like, it's almost like we don't allow the spirit of Christ to intervene and it becomes about us. And then it just becomes an argument where it's like, at the end of the day, you sinned. I didn't tell you the way that probably the Lord would have wanted me to tell you. I told you about my feelings and it became a personal thing and that we're, we're beefing. But at the end of the day, you sinned. Like, are you willing to recognize that you sinned and, and be right before the Lord and then reconcile with me? At the end of the day, if we submit to Christ first, that should allow us to have the spirit to handle things the way they're supposed to handle it. And I'd always be on our feelings, but to submit as we're supposed to submit and allow the other person to submit the way they're supposed to submit and stay in the spirit. And that would probably solve 95% of our issues. If we could just be in the right attitude when we present them. I know this wasn't about marriage, but, but that's say, relational. Listen, uh, that's that's any relationship, right? Like, soundbite was brought to you by her bro. His <laughs> I mean, that's every single relationship. Like, if we just submit to Christ, we ain't got to worry about nothing, right? Just that's obey true. the Lord. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the end of the day. Yeah. So my last two thoughts, I just want to say in general, just to kind of cap my overall thoughts of the topic, is just you never outgrow submission and you're never too grown to yield, mm. period. Like, mm. we never get to a mm. point where we don't have to keep doing this. Like, we're always going to have to. So you never arrive. Mm. That... I ain't touching that. Never too grown to yield. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We just playing on that. I mean, that's hey. <laughs> like I said, we, we started with maturity. We ended with maturity. Get y'all's act together. We're going to get our act together. And hey, if it ain't about this, I don't want to hear it. Like at the end of the day, like, and I love that you said that because I'm, I talk about I'm a grown man all the time. Like there's just things that as I grow and as I age, like I ain't got time for that. So if it ain't about this and we're not growing, if it ain't for mutual building, like don't come talk to me because until we get the fact that we're trying to be mutually unified in this, like I can have an opinion all day long. You can have an opinion all day long and ain't nobody going to win until we have the same opinion, which is the will of God. So I don't got time for that. And like you said, if we, if we can realize that we're never too grown to graduate, like we ain't going to get nowhere. So, yeah, nothing else to be said about that. Like, let's let's end the way that we started. Like, this is about growth and maturity, and let's get there. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, like, we so we laugh and joke, and we try to make this palatable, but we serious up here. <laughs> like, I mean, we really trying to see people grow because, like, I don't want to continue to, to be a part of the body of Christ that I'm not making an impact. Like, we want to make an impact. We want to see people grow. We want to be a part of that, like whether it's through this this medium or through our personal relationships, like fellowship is for that to stir you to love and good works. And if I'm not stirring you, if if she's not stirring you, like 
we got work to do. You know what I'm saying? And that's where, where we want this to be is we want to stir activity. We want to see people be able to be pruned so they can bear more fruit. So yeah, there, there's nothing more to be said other than let's, let's get after it, man. I mean, we're time is we're already at the end of the year and I feel like we just started this year. So sorry. Like, did we waste this year? Can we look back and see productive fruit? Like, Let's evaluate ourselves this this upcoming month and say, why do we want 2024 to be like? Are we about business or are we going to be more of the same? And this, you have 11 disciplines to choose from. Let's make this thing work and let's truly see some growth in our lives and, and see what gro- growth comes from our lives as we submit to the Lord in 2024. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Wonderful way to end. Yeah. 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 Well, let me pray for us. God, I'm just um, so overjoyed, Lord, just with what you're doing um, with your word, Lord. Uh, at the end of the day, we know that we are nothing without you. And we know that you want us to grow and mature in godliness, Father. We know that the will of God is is our sanctification, Lord. And so we, I pray that, that you take us there, Lord, um, that it's not just something that we speak about, but we actually uh, walk about, Father. Um, this subject of submission, Lord, we, we might have had a, a different understanding, but Lord, as we walk away from today, Lord, I pray that we recognize that we submit to you and, and through that submission, um, it allows us to, to treat every other relationship with that same level of, of respect and um, diligence and, um, uh, and love. So Father, pr- I pray that you continue to work in us, help us to be exactly the men and women of faith that you have longed for us to become. Um, help us to um, to surrender even those those hard things, Father. We know it's tough, Father, but we have your spirit to be able to walk with us. And so I just pray that you help us to give our all, Father, um, not to not to half step, not to shortcut, Father, but to realize that we need you and uh, you desire the best from us and the best in us. And so, Father, let us be all that and more in 2024. Um, we give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Her Bro, His Sis. Catch your favorite siblings each month as we talk to you, our family in Christ. Want to chat or just stay in the know? Catch us on Facebook and Instagram at Her Bro, His Sis.